Ready? Go. We gotta chew all of our chips and salsa, wash it down with some fresca. Delicious. How are you liking Delicious. that? How are you liking that it's fresca? Fresca is one of the sodas that I never, ever would buy on purpose. Sure. Not because I don't like it, but because it's at the very bottom of my awareness. I mean, I just don't think about it. Well, I, I you know, it's a very aspartame-y. Uh, yeah. It kind of has this diet, taste diet, even though it's not diet. <laughs> right. It has this taste to it. So... That's my complaint. That's why. I, and I feel like it's, as I mentioned before, a inferior product to Squirt. Right. Squirt is really good. And I, and I somehow I associate Squirt with Mexico. I do too. I was going to say the same thing. But and when, that, that brings positive feelings for some yeah, reason. But in in my mind, it's a Squirt. A Squirt. Yeah. A Squirt is right. Um, so welcome to the show, everybody. Ready to Go Podcast. This is the Ready to Go Podcast. This is brother and sister talking about all things yeah. creativity. Yeah, I feel like we got a lot of listeners last time, like double the amount of listeners as normal. It's because we're so interesting. It's because we're so amazing. Well, I think it has a little bit to do with the uh, Exploding Kittens oh, right. subject matter. I think, I think there were a lot of people in my circle who were like, oh... What's this? Interesting. I, I do want to know what his take on this thing is, right? Who in the periphery know? Sure. So I had a, a lot of people say they had listened to that episode, but a lot of I had several people say, "So who's the other girl you're talking to?" <laughs> it's and my then, little sister. It's my sister. You didn't know that that that's who I've been doing it with. I mean, at this point, we're in year three of doing this. I can't believe that. Yeah, because um, essentially, I've been doing about ten episodes a year. Um. So and as by way of introduction. Too. Then, uh-huh. uh, I am Cammy Knudsen uh-huh. Bratton, uh, younger sister of the one and only Brian Hart Knudsen. Mm-hmm. And this podcast is about creativity, all mm-hmm. about uh, projects, uh, theories, tips. I'm not going to say hacks because it's a term that's been co opted by been, right. BuzzFeed. <laughs> right, and the, the wider internet. Although. I will have to admit that this morning I texted Brian and said, "Hey, we should talk about sleep sleep hacks." No, oh, wow. uh, because I read this really interesting article, uh, all all about uh, Salvador Dali and uh, his, his sleep. sleep hacks is how Wait, they d- so described it. Did he do the ball thing? Is that what his? So it's a key. What he talked about is that he would basically uh, sit in a chair and hold a heavy key in his uh-huh. fingertips, and then. Uh, doze off and so there was this moment he talks about there's this moment between when the key falls out of your hand and that it that it hits the ground and this is like one of those heavy old keys it's not like my set of keys it's like one of those big ones that you would unlock like a the secret garden or or maybe the key to the city (laughs) right right but so in that... Split, I have a couple of those sitting around my house. <laughs> in this a split second between when it drops out of his hand to when the uh, when it hits the ground and wakes him, uh-huh. there's creative genius that happens there's just, there. There's like lucid dreaming state. Well, you know, I've heard uh, Thomas Edison did a similar thing. Did he? Yeah. Well, there's two things about Thomas Edison. Uh, I, but I heard that essentially a similar thing, but he had a ball. He had like a, yeah. a iron ball that he would hold in his, <laughs> hold in his I hand. I just pictured lots of really smart, creative people holding big metal objects. 
this look into my globe, <laughs> right. my globe of creative power. <laughs> right. Thomas Edison would have an iron ball I went of to, creative I power. I went to his, he had, so there's like a Thomas Edison Museum in New Jersey that was kind of by, I bet that's by cool. Elon's place. Yeah, it's really fascinating. There, and there was this place, like he had this room, this like store room uh, filled with just things, like like material. Curiosities? Yeah, not, no, not necessarily curiosity. Like it would be like materials. So like it would be, here is a here is a little container full of shells gro- ground up, and here mm. is horse hooves. Ball of iron. And here is balls of ball iron. Ball iron might may, might be here's, more normal. Here's than... talc. Here's some chalk. Here's it's just like different elements and different sure. materials that he would you know use for whatever experiment he was working on. So, you know, for... but he did a similar thing with the ball, and he he'd sit down and it would fall. And... So this article I was reading it 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 uh, describes this this uh, this period of sleep called hypnagogia. Hypnagogia. I'm assuming the, the soft G there. That's actually the name of my upcoming album. <laughs> it's actually not a bad... Is it like soft trance music? I feel like it should be soft trance music. Well, like I'm, house... <laughs> I can't do... I can't recreate can't house recreate music with my, with my mouth, it yeah. turns out. Uh, actually, it's... Uh, it's no, never mind. <laughs> um, so it's described as... Um, like if you've ever nodded off when you you say you've just you're just resting your eyes and uh-huh. then you you wake up and you, you're sort of rested sort of not uh-huh. uh, that's kind of you that means you've entered into this hypnogogia. Uh, it's like lucid dreaming. Yeah, right? half asleep, and that and that is the point that Salvador Dali. That's what he and likely Thomas Edison were going for. Is you're trying to dream in a way that you can remember what your subconscious is telling you because uh-huh. most of the time if you're familiar with the sleep cycles uh most of the time you go through this period where your brain is very active and then you fall into a deep sleep uh and then essentially you go through these you know REM cycles and by the time you wake up you don't remember yeah. what you dreamed about and so if you could hack for lack of a better word the sleep cycle so that you can remember that rapid brain movement mm-hmm. uh, and all that dreaming, it, that I guess makes you invent things and paint well, masterpieces. I, I, masterpieces I mean, like melting clocks. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You have to stop and think about who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like for for Salvador Dali, because because uh, Edison and Dali are two totally different kinds of creative. Right? right. And when you think about Dali and and the stuff that he did is like, well, yeah, that totally makes sense. That the stuff that he would come up with is stuff that he saw in dreams, where it's like, oh, melting clocks and elephants <laughs> right. that are. It's like a much more like akin people. to my dreams than right uh, than light bulbs and phonographs, <laughs> right? Then like function, functional elephants, ele- yeah. functional technology. Um, but Edison also famously, I think that another thing that he did was he didn't sleep, nor like at normal times like rather than sleep eight hours at night yeah he would sleep every every three hours for 90 minutes or something like that yeah i've heard that all day long i actually had a friend in college who tried this for like a week and how did it go uh it totally messed her up she couldn't handle it It (laughs) yeah like she was like (laughs) i'm sure it'd take more than a week to get your body like used to it sure i would think so if if you didn't catch this we didn't formally introduce it today we're talking about sleep and sleep, not just in general, but specific to how does it relate to our creative process or creative output? Yeah. 
Because you hear a lot about artists or creatives talking about sleep patterns uh-huh. uh, and being night owls, or mm-hmm. people, you know, I feel like a lot of creative people I know will say, "Oh, I, you know, get my best work done at two a.m. or four a.m. or four a.m. I don't know about that, but in the middle of the night." Sure. To which I, as not a night owl, say, "I can't believe that. I can't believe ever having my brain be useful after about ten or eleven p.m." But if you know yourself and you know what uh you know how i guess how you work mm-hmm. um then you know that uh, uh, yeah that maybe you are yeah i was i was looking at, at that i was looking at a little infographic after you sent me that thing i looked at another there's another infographic about uh the habits of of creative people right and then right it showed like where I, i'll find a link to it put it on the on the website um kind of showed when people ate when people did social things when people slept and i remember most of it was like you know at nighttime, except for Franz Kafka, <laughs> was the one guy who, like, essentially he he would sleep from, like, 9 a.m. to 3 or something like that. And then and he would stay up be, the rest be, of be it. awake the rest of the time. And Interesting. It's like, like, okay, I guess. Kafka. Kafka. Well, I, I, um, I wonder sometimes if it is actually that these people are night owls or that it's in the middle of the night when everybody else is sleeping, that actually creates yourself a conducive environment for creativity where you're unencumbered by other obligations. um, You're there's not as many distractions. Sure. um, As far as like other things you could be doing there, there's no expectation you should be doing other things. Right. Um, So I think a lot of times, yeah, and it makes or, it feel like, yeah, since like, you're not doing anything else, like, right, this, is, right. this is extra production. Right. I think that a lot of times um, we talk ourselves out of the value of our creative time, like the the creative downtime, uh-huh. you know, and like the sit and stew on it, sit and brainstorm time isn't isn't as valuable as the the writing or the painting or the actually doing part. Mm-hmm. Um, I disagree, but that's right. That's but I me. think I think that that's something that a lot of people have to tell themselves. Oh, sure. Uh, remind themselves that, like, okay, the sit and think about it part is important. Yeah, I mean, and so I think that nighttime is an easy time, easier time to get into that sit and think about it, where you're almost not expecting to produce because it's two in the morning. Why would you produce at two in the yeah. morning? Well, you know, I slept terribly last night. This is one of the reasons why I felt like it was worth talking about this because <laughs> I've, I've been cranky all day. <laughs> I I remember I remember vividly last night being awake. And like looking at the clock, being wide awake at two o'clock, being like, I am like, what? Why am I t- totally awake? Mm-hmm. And like, my brain is just like, it, and it just, I get to this point every once in a while, my brain just doesn't shut off. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I, I, I don't know if you knew this, but I have a lot of irons and a lot of fires right now. Oh, yeah, lots of little things. That yeah, I'm just like thinking about, I'm thinking about this book. I'm thinking about uh, game stuff. You know, work stuff, work stuff, and and then the choir stuff, and then kid stuff, and right. Other life, other stuff, responsibilities, and then, and then on top of that, and then of course, you know, actually, what's kind of nice though, I've I've discovered. Maybe we talked about this a little bit a couple of weeks ago about how sometimes not finishing a project uh-huh. comes back to uh, uh, be a benefit because if you go back to that project, it's half done already. Sure, sure. <laughs> like that it's happened slam to me. Dunk. It happened to me twice, like in the last couple of weeks, where it's like. Where I, I'm ready. I, well, I was talking to somebody. No, it's talking about game stuff, and I and I and I was telling this this new kind of partner that I've been working with. It's like, all right, well, I'll I'll go back and I'll and I'll work on this thing for. I, I went back and I was like looking through my files, like, oh, whoa, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm almost done with this. All I got to do is this one thing. Awesome, and I just kind of <laughs> typed up this little thing. 
done. And then and then it, the same thing happened with another little project that were both they're both kind of game re- related stuff yeah. that I made all these files for. That I had already uploaded them to this thing, and I was like, oh, great. But so you're saying that all of these things, regardless, and that's like a nice little side note. But they're you're they're keeping you from sleeping, right? The funny thing is, I slept great last night, like better than I have in a long time. I'm eight months pregnant, and I sleep is doesn't come very comfortably and i called kelsey our sister for anybody who doesn't know us personally uh, i called kelsey and i was talking with her and i was like i slept great last night it was amazing i felt so refreshed and she goes that's so funny i was just talking with brian and he slept awful and i laughed because i had just sent you this link about sleeping oh that's funny i didn't realize <laughs> yeah uh good I'm good timing yeah. uh, i thought we would talk about it in maybe a different angle but i think that the sleep angle is good because i had such a productive day today it was one of those things that i don't know exactly i don't know exactly what i did differently uh-huh. to sleep so well last night um but i got up i had like made some breakfast i i blew through a whole bunch of things that i've been uh, holding off on. I similarly have a lot of irons and fires, different fires, but I have a, I have a, often have a hard time keeping them straight and I will like just ignore one of them mm-hmm. in favor of another instead of, I don't know, making progress in little increments. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but today I just, I was super productive and I think it's very much because I slept well last sure. night. Sure, I mean, the, and it's interesting that you would make that uh, observation because I... I was not productive today. <laughs> uh, Weird. I, I lamented to my uh, like I got a project manager gal who who I work with a lot, and I, I apologize. Like I'm sorry. I I am useless. I have, I have zoned out way too many times today. I didn't really get nearly as much done as I should have. Um. And so what's the, well? What's the lesson there? Well, obviously, I, there's. I mean, there's one thing that there's a certain amount of you can't don't have a ton of control over it. But I think that, to me, part of the lesson is if that's something that to master. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one thing I did do differently last night is I downloaded this app recently called Headspace, mm-hmm. and that is a has been recommended by a number of people. Uh, Emma Watson being one of them. Well, uh, for my Granger, I know. Recommends it then. Uh, and it is a guided meditation app. So it's ten minutes. They have. I'm on like the ten day free trial. I downloaded it like a month ago. I did two last week, and then I did one last night. And it's like this British guy who has this really pleasant voice, and it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's not like, picture yourself an ocean. Now, watch the waves. It's it's. You have a terrible English accent. <laughs> oh, that wasn't trying to mean English accent. I was trying to be a like an overly dramatic yoga meditate meditation leader. Okay. I was trying to be, that was my guru accent. Yeah, guru, okay. Uh, also not that great. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it just is like not taking itself too ser- seriously. It kind of walked through your whole, you know, kind of thought process of, you know, a lot of times this is how we do our brain. This is how our brains work. And these are the things that we, um, these are the, the things that, I guess, drag our brain power down. And meditating is, is, a way to bring it back up, I guess, sure. to, to combat that, the monkey brain, as they call it. And I did it right before bed, and it was, I really think it made a difference in my okay. ability to fall asleep. Headspace? 
headspace. I might have to try that. So it's a, it, I mean, it's a ten day trial, and then it's like a subscription after that. Mm. I'm still not decided if it. Maybe maybe I'll try the the trial and then find some sort of free alternative because <laughs> I'm cheap like that, right? Or make my own, <laughs> right? Myself doing doing. <clears throat> and I'm sure I know that there are a lot of different meditation services out there, but I get really. Uh, uh, turned off by the like overdramatic guru sure. uh, standpoint, um, and and anyway, but well, I like maybe, I like what? this concept of mastery. You sure. know that like you you are in control of your brain, not necessarily to the point where Dolly is saying like, okay, if I drop you know fall asleep and drop this key, I'm gonna you know dream something amazing, which maybe there's some weight to that, mm-hmm. but that that. Uh, we can't expect our brains to be going all the time without any sort of recharge and that, and that we need to, we need, especially if we're looking to be creative and to be, um, successful in whatever it is we're outputting, uh, we need to, to schedule that in or we need to make time for that and make that something that we're striving for. Awesome. Let's take a break. And when we come back, maybe we'll do a guided meditation. Oh. <laughs> okay. I don't know. We're going to take a little break and we'll come right back. and Talk some more about that. Talk some more about sleep. And, and Creativity. And stuff. When you sleep, where do your fingers go? What do your fingers know? What do your fingers show? Where do your fingers go? Yeah. When you sleep, do they tremble on the edge of the bed? Or do you fold them neatly by your head? Do they clench like claws against your own skin? When you're living your day all over again. When you sleep, when you sleep. Where do your fingers go when you sleep? What do your fingers know when you sleep? What do your fingers show when you sleep? Where do your fingers go when you sleep? Yeah. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Do they Brian really likes to I do. Actually, what's funny is I don't really care about this strangers. But I really do like the band You prefer pie? I mean, I like cheesecake. And I do cheesecake is the worst. No, I like cheesecake a lot. Um, and I like some pies. I have, uh, I really... I like some cakes too, but it's not, my, it's not my dessert of choice. What is your dessert of choice? Uh, something ice cream related, probably. I like cookies a lot. Have you... <laughs> is that like a... A good like fat kid at summer camp. I like cookies a lot. I like cookies. Um, cookies have you ever had sh- the pie shake from Cherries? Uh, no, but that sounds amazing. It seems like you were telling me about that. Well, last time I went up to your house to record, yeah, I stopped on the way, and Cherries, a local diner chain, yeah, and uh, they have pie. They're known for their pies, and they make pie. Milkshakes. Yeah, I didn't know they were known for their pies for a long time. I just thought they were kind of like a Denny's ripoff. I think they are a little bit, but that's like their moment to shine. But they have a lot of different types of pie. A lot of pies. Uh, so I had one last time we recorded at your place. Do they have a sale on pie day or any sort of special? I don't know. Maybe. Coming up. I know they have Coming a like, up. I've seen like a pie 
they have like a free pie shake if you order maybe a free pie if you order an entree or something like that anyway they are a delicious if you like ice cream and pie which yeah. i do where what were why how were we talking about pies? uh Cake? Cake? Oh, because cake. Right. Obviously. Um, yeah. So when you sleep, where do your fingers go? Um, so we've been talking about sleep and um, we, uh, we're we going to talk a little about dreams and dreaming. So I think dreams are fascinating yes, because are. people, I mean, we can talk about dreams in a lot of different ways, but but uh, dreams as they're their inspiration like mm-hmm. i freak i would not say that i get very much inspiration out of my dreams like i had a i have a good friend who i mean she really believes that she gets like revelation answer to answers to prayers like visions of what she should do with her life through her dreams which i don't discredit at all that it works for her my dreams are just too far too full of chaos yeah. and and Nothing that makes no, nothing that makes well, any sense. What I think the most the fascinating thing to me about dreams is that scientists still don't really know why we dream. <laughs> right. They don't even really know why we have to sleep. They have <clears throat> theories, but like they just know that we do, and they, right. they know that it happens. I think my favorite theory of why we dream is this notion of a um, refiling. So oh. the idea is that when you go to bed. Your brain then takes everything that you've learned, that you've seen, and all the input that you've had all day, uh-huh. and all the thoughts you've had, and then it has to like refile it and be like, okay, those memories are important. These are less important. These I can forget about. These interesting. And as, and as it's like kind of refiling and repackaging all these things that you went over, like they combine in these weird ways and like pass through like your your subconscious. Your, yeah, and like your visual cortex and like so. Oh, like that's you super interesting. See these things that like you had thoughts and you experienced that day, and that's why lots of times the things that you see during the day show up. Show up is like oh yeah, but they show up in a different context or in right. some way that's like well, but it's, that's it was this, but it wasn't that. It right. was it was my boss, but it was actually my second cousin. Right, and, but it's very often if you really stop and think, it, the reason why. Like you, you happen to see their that person's name, <laughs> right? You know, like it, it's an obscure little thing that did happen during your day, and so I, I like that theory, though there's no evidence no <laughs> to, to actually back that, that up. It's kind of a cool idea. Well, the fun thing from that is, <clears throat> the fun thing from that is coming is when that creates a story or some sort of it, bolt of inspiration. There's right. lot, and there's lots of you know, there's lots of examples of people who dreamed up, whether that's poets who dream up their. Uh, words that work real well together. Uh, I think one that I'm aware of is uh, of the famous Twilight series, Steph- right. Stephanie Meyer or Mayer or whatever her however say her last name. Um, she apparently has have recounted that the entire Twilight series and concept was came from. She was just sleeping one night. She had like a couple kids. She's you know stay at home mom, and she had a dream one night about a sparkly vampire about a. A vampire in the middle of a field, sparkling, and she woke up and remembered this image, and it all started from there. And it all, you know, everything about the, you know, Bella, every, all the other, you know, vampires that don't eat people, and uh, the and, rest of and the werewolves story. that don't <laughs> wear shirts, and <laughs> right? That are Native American. And then it was all works. just this moment of inspiration that she had. It's all it was all based on this dream, right? This, Sparkly, the world is now has sparkly vampires because of this image, yeah, that Stephanie Meyer had in the middle of a dream that branched out to this crazy series, crazy following, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so it's similar to uh, 
there's a I remember learning in organic chemistry the story about the discovery of benzene. I go to organic chemistry just for the stories, yeah. personally. Lots, lots of great stories about plum pudding and things. Uh, there's a, yeah, the guy, Kukule, Kukule, mm-hmm. he had a dream. He he was struggling uh, to figure out, like, the structure of benzene. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knew, like, the components of it, you know, how much carbon and stuff in each, but he couldn't. And then one night he had he had a dream, and in the dream he dreamt of a snake eating its own tail. And he realized, oh, it's a ring. That's the answer. And oh, that the snake, like, b- like helped him figure it out. <laughs> right, like it was, it was, it helped him realize, oh, that I've missed. Like I've already figured out. Well, that fits in with your the refiling idea. This fi- this well, idea. I don't know if he was hanging out with snakes. Well, I mean, but this idea of like his head, somewhere in his head, he had come up with this idea of a ring, maybe, but hadn't really processed it yet. Uh huh. Uh, and maybe, you know, having some visual cue, whether, you know, a snake or any, a wreath or something like right. that, something more innocuous, yeah. uh, could have helped kind of fix, fixate on that. Right. Here's a story for you about a crazy dream. So I read the other day the story, true story, <clears throat> about this guy who he got knocked unconscious or something like that. And he was unconscious for, I think, 30 minutes. And in that 30 minutes of real time, he had like 10 years of this life experience where he got married he had two kids he had this job he i mean had this whole life where he i mean he was really happy he had this really great life and then there was one day where he saw a lamp at like like his bedside or his uh lamp like next to his couch in his living room right and it felt off and he looked at it and he like called in sick and he was trying to figure out I mean, he spent like a couple days trying to figure out what was off about this lamp. I mean, this is a total inception moment, right? right. And he, um, so he's, he's told him, <laughs> right. So he's trying to figure out what is wrong with it. Uh, and little by little, his real life subconscious starts coming back. And then he wakes up 30 minutes later and he he falls into this depression for like a couple years because he had this whole life. He had this person, he had this, uh, a life partner, he had a wife, he had two children and much like Leonardo DiCaprio in inception, he could only picture his children in certain ways, you know, like he couldn't, he R- couldn't really? like, really, like he just saw them, their back of their head. And well, stuff? it wasn't just the back of their head, but like it was limited in, in like the way he could remember them. Right. The same way that we sim- like, we sure. Ha- it's like a faceless person, but like, yeah, you know what it is. And really know what they look like. Our dream, our memory of our dreams right. is always kind of wonky. Right. It was thought- you, but you had different hair and a big nose. <laughs> right. Or like this happened and I don't know how this and this and, and it didn't really talk about. And then we were in the mall. <laughs> right. It didn't really talk about, um any discrepancies, you right. know, but just that he was so devastated that this that's, life that he had just wasn't, that's bizarre. Wasn't real life. But what's, what's weird though, is that, you know, time in, in dream states is like totally this different thing, right? That's like, true. Like I've heard, I've read or heard about um, studies where people are studying dreams and stuff and somebody will have a dream about getting decapitated or beheaded like a, on a guillotine. And, just before they wake up, a picture falls and hits them in the neck. Yeah. And so it makes you wonder, it's like, okay, well, that makes sense that that would happen in your dream, but, like, does that mean that the second that hits your neck, your the rest, of, the rest of your dream, you yeah, put this whole thing in, a, in an well, instant. And that's just what Dolly is saying, is that when you dream in this way, when you're in this specific sleep state, when you're mm-hmm. not in the deep sleep state, but you're in this active brain state, that... 
your brain is active enough all kind of all over your brain uh-huh. uh so that You're capable of making 10 years worth of memories in <laughs> right. 30 seconds. <laughs> right. 30 well, minutes. this is 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, or that you have this whole storyline that happens in, that explains all this in mo- this moment. guillotine moment. Yeah. It's like when you, when your the alarm clock gets incorporated into, <laughs> right. Which I have had an alarm clock. There's an alarm clock in a cave. Med dream I had at some point. I don't know a ton about that, mm-hmm. but my, I mean, my dreams are just, again, Totally sounds wacky. Like, sounds like a. I don't know. What it sounds like wacky, wacky in a, in, in a boring way. It's like oh, I know this guy in the fifth grade, and he's walking down the street with the hamburger, and then he went and he turned left, and that's it. It's like right. nothing, nothing really all that interesting. Well, we all we can't all be dully. I have had one moment of I think that wakefulness. Uh, uh-huh. inspiration. If I were to ever write a book, uh, a novel, I, there's a lot of books that I want to write that are would it have non-fiction. Sparkly vampires? Would not have sparkly vampires. I feel like I have to defend myself now that I'm not a, a Twilight junkie. Mm. Um, Go on. Keep telling yourself that. But, you know the truth. Um, but I've, I've never been all that interested in writing nonfiction or writing fiction. I've, I'm more interested in writing nonfiction. But there's a story that came from, there's this like I had this image when I was waking up one day of this girl with like a young girl with a dragon tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be awesome. And a pearl earring. <laughs> um, who I can't even really describe her, but I can like still, still see her in my head uh, with like really, really wide eyes and, uh, and dark hair, but really fair complexion. And I like it. It was a really a striking image that I had in my head, and I kind of started telling myself this story uh, about like, oh, you know, maybe she's like a kid in a refugee camp, and this girl who was a refugee refugee aid worker wants mm-hmm. to adopt her or something like that. Um, so then a couple months ago, this is maybe a year ago that mm-hmm. I had this kind of image, uh, and then a couple months ago, I, I uh, on Instagram I subscribed to the National Geographic uh, feed, which is really good. I highly recommend it. And there was an image that was like very, very similar to what I had in my head, or at least the best expression of it that I've ever seen in real life. And it's this refugee girl from Afghanistan. And it was like, oh man, I really ought to write this book. (laughs) Or I really ought to at least flesh out the story. Because like this this picture was compelling enough, captivating enough to me again from my dream and from reality that I think like, okay, well that's something that I want to, I want to do. Sure. I mean, I've, I've had, I feel like I've had plenty of like dreams that like, while I'm in it is like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and then when I wake up and try to like recreate it and think, okay, what was happening? All right. He was a Senator and he got kidnapped. by <laughs> Right. And the, what? Why were they in the jungle and then fighting <laughs> Aborigines? I don't under, I don't get how this happened, but like I had, like it was in this right. whole adventure. That right. I, and you can't, your imagination isn't. Right. together enough to like fill in an, well, an exciting part of way. the problem is that once you once you're out of that dream state like you have like logic and right stuff that, that, that doesn't like, even make sense at like, all how would that even happen but like in your brain or in your dream is like whatever anything goes right. which i think that that's why personally as a non-sci-fi fantasy fan i think a lot of people like sci-fi fantasy because you can bend a lot of those types of rules sure of like it doesn't really make sense but if it's fantastic but, but enough, wink, wink, just go with it. You it's can make it awesome. happen. Yeah. It makes me think of the movie Stardust that you're talking about, where it's like, I feel like Stardust is full of things that you're like, what? 
it's like somebody's weird dream, but they pull it off. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, I really like Stardust. Me too. I did, I did it's, too. It's charming. Um, All right. Well, we're just about out of time here. So, I, yeah, go ahead. Call, well, call I think the call to action actually should be to do what's what's that kind of the the thing with the key? Oh, gee. Hi, uh, now I don't remember. Hi, hi, God, hi, That sleep thing with the with find yourself a big iron key or something anything heavy if you have any iron iron balls <laughs> i have i have an iron I, stop it i i have an iron uh uh paper airplane an iron paper airplane would do anything that if you hold it loosely in your hand and you dropped it on the floor you'd make a big clang it would wake you up yeah and set yourself up in a situation where you you're ready to snooze keep keep a pen and paper right next to you so you can write down whatever and then tell us about it yeah see how it goes you can send us an email at at uh hello at ready go podcast or i just uh, i just got the twitter handle uh closet nerd brian mm. at closet nerd brian i also have brian Knu- at brian knutson but at closet nerd brian i have that one too it's way better um yeah i think that's great write about it on facebook or i'd love we'd love to send hear us some stories yep we'd love to hear what happens when you guys try to do some lucid dreaming <laughs> All right, till next time. Ready to go. Ready, get get going.